This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's happening? Spoiler Lil John giving the fellas out there a helpful hint on how to get the ladies. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! When I was a kid, I memorized the countries of the world song from the Animaniacs. Here's the third verse. India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan, Cambodia, Malaysia, and Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan, Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippines, Island, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, and Borneo, and Vietnam, Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana, Mozambique, Gambia, Swaziland, Zambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana. That's pretty goddamn impressive. And now, one nipple. Ah, 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 ah. Two nipples! Ah, 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 ah! Three nipples! Oh, hell no, I'm out of here. Our feature presentation. What's up, kids? What's up, Bean? Morning. Welcome into an all new Kevin Bean show, this time for a Tuesday, the 2nd of Rocktober. Oh, sorry. I thought we were... No? All right. I thought that's what we were doing. All right. Okay. sorry. It's a good idea, though. Sorry. Yeah, we need to start incorporating that. Hey, a lot of show today, a lot to get to. Got a great uh, thing in a moment, but first, I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, Chip gave me a heads up that there may be an alley situation this morning. What's going on with the uh, the sleep factor here? Go ahead, Chip. So, um, when Allie does not have enough sleep... Mm Mm-hmm. She's loopy. But mm-hmm. when she has too much sleep, she's loopy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Neither one is good. Right. So she walked in. She said she had too much. Too much. Too much. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the window that you have to play with here? Do you have to get within like 15 minutes of the right amount of sleep? Otherwise, you're in trouble? Pretty much. Yeah. It's that specific. No, I would say if I get, if I get over six hours, that's a lot of sleep for me. Oh, yeah. wow, that's not much. Oh, no. I, I used to function, when I did TV, I used to function like four hours, maybe five tops a night. I'll be dead by 50. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We used to hear that uh, that Bill Clinton slept less than four hours a night, every night. Well, that, needed... was, that was for a different reason. <laughs> right. He was, he was sneaking around doing bad things. <laughs> right. He had to set his alarm for 2 a.m. to go meet interns. But there are some people who just need very, very little sleep. But you have a specific amount that you need, which is what? What's like the perfect ideal oh, amount for you? Ideal would be six hours. That would be fantastic. How about you, Jensen? Well, it's all new for me. Uh, right. This is a new schedule that I've never necessarily faced before. Uh, but I, I used to not need a lot of sleep. And then mm-hmm. once I hit around 35, mm-hmm. sleep felt better. But yeah. I am a morning guy. 
So it does contradict. Mm. It contradicts each other. Right. Yeah. Well, this isn't morning. This is the middle of the goddamn nighttime. night. Right. Yeah, this is nighttime. <laughs> That's yeah. totally what this is. I just I go to bed earlier and earlier every year. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna end up being a sloth mm-hmm. at the at the end of my life. I'm gonna be just like a sloth where I'm awake for about forty minutes a day. <laughs> I'll just be sleeping the whole what, rest of the time. What time are you going to bed now? I shoot for eight. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It really? is a great feeling. I don't always make it. Last night I think it was around eight thirty, but I, I shoot for eight. That's that's my goal. That's what I, I want. I think that's beautiful. It I is. wish I could. Yeah. It, well, it, try having no friends. Oh. Oh, is that that helps. It helps a lot. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. then you don't have to worry about pesky plans with people and stuff. True. You know, you don't have to worry about hearing from people, the phone ringing, and texts, and things like that. All the things you worry about as a human. But on weekends, you stay up past eight. Nope. No, sir. No, I keep my schedule. <gasps> Wow. I keep my schedule. Except on weekends, of course, I sleep in and I get up around six. So on weekends, I get like ten hours of sleep. Oh my Have gosh. you ever woke up like uh, at ten thirty or like eleven and just couldn't go back to sleep? So you look at your phone and something remarkable has happened, like something you've completely missed. Do you know um, what I mean? Like I'm not saying like yeah, like some sort of mean. news event. Oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. thinking one day you're gonna fall asleep at eight thirty and then wake up, look outside, and there's just like a huge nuclear just bomb or something. Huge <laughs> world war, yeah. Um, I try if I do wake up and I do. Yeah. Um, I try to never look at my phone. Yeah, because um, that wakes you up, right? Because it wakes yeah. you up. Yeah. yeah. And they and they say that that light it makes it harder for you to go back to sleep. So yeah. I, I I try not to. Congratulations, right. Bean, on creating a lifestyle that fits perfect for your job. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's impressive. All right. Let's talk about the thing. Um, I'm sad. Do we what? have? <laughs> hey, do we have time for the thing? We do. Okay, I just Damn let me, I, well because we talk so much about the. Okay, I uh, I have an unnatural dislike for pregnancy and pregnant people. Oh we've God. we've talked about this. We've talked about this in the past. Serious, I don't I, I don't Sorry. approve of it. Guy who goes to bed at eight o'clock's <laughs> yeah. got a problem with pregnancy. Yes. yes. <laughs> News at eleven. He hates the look of pregnant women. He hates I do. everything about it. I hate it. everything about it. And uh, what I hate the most is that at the end of it all, there's a baby. But re- I, the thing that I get the most heat on is, and I know it doesn't make any sense. I know it's a, un, uh, it's unfair. But women who rub their pregnant bellies drives me insane. <laughs> I hate it. Like, get your hands off your stupid kid. All right? That's, that's oh where... Oh, my God. You're the worst. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Okay. But I, that's not what this is about. This is about when did gender reveal parties become such an essential part of telling your friends and family you're having a boy or a girl? Because it wasn't that long ago where the woman went to the doctor mm-hmm. They said, you want to know what what it is? They go, yeah. Oh, it's a little boy. And then they'd get home and they'd call their friends and family and go, hey, I just got back from the doctor. I'm having a boy. And they go, oh, that's really sweet. Okay, see you soon. Bye. There's one reason and one reason only. Please. Instagram. Yeah. that is Really? Social media in general. Social media. Yep. So now you have to show... Off yeah. everything. So I guess. how'd you Stupid. do it? Did you pop a balloon and what? And pink powder came out. Did you cut into a cake? <gasps> it's blue. <laughs> F off. If I Thank worked, you. If, if I worked at any of those places, it would be so fun to just replace it with black powder. <laughs> right. And they're like pinata, just like a black smoke monster just comes out of it. <laughs> so, Allie, it sounds like you agree with me that these gender reveal parties are terrible. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, you it's no that- longer about you and your husband or your wife or your whatever you Parents. have. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it's about everyone else seeing it and going, oh, congratulations, yeah, you have pink. 
Also, it seems that people are trying to one up each other with mm-hmm. the uh, with the actual medium in which you've done it. For sure. So, like a, a pinata isn't enough for one person. So right. then you have to do like a wiffle ball bat and a ball. Or yes, yes that's a very yes. popular one. Right. So dumb. Yeah. And they have lightsaber parties. I mean, they have all sorts of dumb things. Mm-hmm. Well, there's uh, there's actually a gender reveal party in the news right now. The man's name is Dennis. Dickey. He, by the way, happens to be a 37-year-old Border Patrol agent who should have known better, but he takes his friends and family out into the desert near (laughs) Tucson. So now, by the way, as it's not dumb enough that it's a gender reveal party, now it's a destination (laughs) gender reveal party. (laughs) So they go out there, and he has set up a target, and he has put this highly explosive substance that is called Tannerite on the target. And then, because he's got to show off, he steps way, way, way back because he's a Border Patrol agent and pretty good with a gun, and he shoots it with a high-velocity rifle, mm-hmm. okay? And then the Tannerite, it explodes into a mist of pink because he's having a little girl congratulations, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, what he didn't expect is that it was going to start a fire that would burn 45,000 acres of land yeah. <laughs> managed by the state of Arizona. <laughs> He uh, did the right thing. He immediately reported the fire to law enforcement. He cooperated, admitted that he started the fire. In other words, he didn't uh, shove everybody into a van and then drive away as fast as possible. It's a girl, it's a girl. Get in the car. It's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) So he alerted authorities. It took 800 firefighters to get it contained. At the end, when it was, it racked up a price tag of more than eight million dollars. Yeah, this was a huge fire that was on the news. This was the sawmill fire. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's exactly what the sawmill fire by was the way, started by this guy. <laughs> sawmill fire is like a 1920s disaster that killed hundreds of people. <laughs> you hear about the sawmill fire? <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> everybody's out of a house. He, by the way, has agreed to pay back the money in restitution, which, of course, is impossible on a government salary. He is paying $100,000 up front (laughs) and another $120,000 in monthly installments over the next 20 years. How much money is this dude making? He hates his daughter so much. I have a reveal reveal about his daughter. Uh Uh, She's broke. Yeah. The whole family has no money now. He will also be on five years probation and appear in a public service announcement for the Forest Service. He says it was a complete accident. I feel absolutely horrible about it. It was probably one of the worst days of my life, <laughs> which I think I think backs up what you just said, Jensen, yeah. which is he is never going to look at that little girl without hating her. Yeah, it's terrible. You ruined my life and stole my retirement, you bitch. You better name her Debt. <laughs> exactly. Daddy. Oh. Debt Dickey, right? His Dad name Dickie. is Dickey. Yeah, Debt yeah. Dickey's not a terrible name. No. So um, I guess what I'm saying, and it sounds like I actually have some rare support in the room, is stop it, people. Yeah. Yeah. All, all right. Let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach show, shall we? Why? Because what? Okay, let me handle this, Kevin. <laughs> uh, B makes this guess on the program today. I think we have a very controversial list. Oh, B. Which I am enjoying. Well, because, well, I'll explain. I'll explain later. The Dodgers, for the sixth year in a row, you guys, are the National League West champions. So congratulations yes. to them. Braves coming to town in a couple of weeks. It was a phenomenal game and a phenomenal after-game party yesterday, if you saw any of those videos going around. We'll have to catch up with our Dodgers correspondent, Matt Money-Smith, on the program. Allie, you're up for some dream interpreting today? I am, yes. Fantastic. Brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Got some great viral videos to share with you. I had an encounter in a restaurant the other day, and I need your uh, take on 
whether I should have intervened on some awful behavior in public. At what point do you step up and at what point do you go, none of my business? Leave it alone. I'll tell you the story. Uh, We're going to do an interesting phone topic today on there's something that's great that all of your friends are telling you about, or maybe just one or maybe a significant other, but because of their enthusiasm for it, you refuse to enjoy it. <laughs> I have I have hot hot takes for this. Uh, oh, good. Takes. Yeah, good. I, I, this is something that just absolutely infuriates me. So you don't want to have anything to do with it just because you've been overhyped by the people close to you, yeah. even though they might be right. We'll talk about that on the program. Is today. this about Peaky Blinders? It might be. It might involve somebody who's God been talking it. about Peaky Blinders <laughs> every day for four years. <laughs> All that plus your Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights tickets, uh, Nitro Circus tickets, OC Oktoberfest, and so much more. Allie's got what's happening right after this on K Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. As you've heard us talk about here in the last few weeks, K-Rock has uh, recently moved. We're in a new location at the Miracle Mile in Los Angeles. And there are so many food options inside the building that I think Beer Mug is just living here now. Right? Like, there's no reason for him to leave the building. There's all the food he could ever want right here within these walls. He's basically being catered. (laughs) It's a remarkable list he's talked about, and I can't wait to hear more about it. It is uh, shocking how much he... I mean, his life has become a buffet, an all-you-can-eat buffet, where he just never stops. Yeah, yesterday (laughs) he gave me a personal tour of the upstairs snack room, which Uh is something we have. Do you know, Mm -hmm. Allie, do you know about this? Yeah, we pay for it, though, right? Yes, yeah, it's not free. See, that's where he's going to get trouble well yes. he did open the door to the room and he it was like he was the mayor of the city <laughs> oh he was dear. he like opened it and he went for you and just like pointed it out and i was like oh boy you have a real ownership of snacks here oh, well i, I can't i can't wait to hear all about it apparently he has been keeping track at our request of everything he's eaten in the just the first week here in the building yeah. so we'll talk about that plus bean makes this guess next hour ali's here now with our first look at what's happening on a tuesday well this was good news to wake up to fx has picked up a second season of Mayans MC. That's just four episodes. Yes, just four episodes into the show's 10-episode first season. So that's pretty good sign, right? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that show launched on September 4th to the highest ratings of any new cable series of 2018. And through three episodes, it's been averaging 8.2 million viewers. Wow. That's That's phenomenal. That's a a hit. That is a serious, serious hit. By the way, top rated uh, cable or broadcast among men 18 to 34. And uh, I fit into that category. (laughs) Because I watch it every week and I dig it. By the way, that's a gender reveal. Go on. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. You uh, you work in cable television. Yes. You're the, the EP of uh, the Battle Rap Show. Um, Eight million is very rare for ca- basic cable these days. That right? is a dream. If uh, yeah. Just for the record, if I had eight million viewers on Drop the Mic, wouldn't be here. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Right. Wouldn't be in the uh, studio. No. Got it. Got it. But that is, yeah, averaging 8.2 million viewers through three episodes. That wasn't well, like a fluke one no. episode. Everyone wanted to check it out, and then they dropped off. That's Amazing. Was, it's real good. Was Sons of Anarchy getting 8.2 million? No. I don't know if it I, was I don't that think so. high. I don't think so. So Yeah. Way to go, Kurt Sutter and team. Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. We've got to get that other fellow on, the co-creator. Yeah. Is it Elgin? Yeah, Elgin. He's an uh, incredible story. He's like the showrunner and a co-EP on yeah. the show. And, and he uh, he got out of jail recently. His backstory is incredible. Yeah, we're hoping to get him in here. Absolutely. Well, Bean, a little news for you. I know it isn't news for you because you probably have a Christmas beep. There it is. Google <gasps> alert. 
John Legend? John Legend yeah. has announced that he's releasing a Christmas album with an accompanying tour. That's hard to say. By the way, uh, album executive produced by Raphael Sadiq. Nice. Who yeah. is amazing. He's a genius. Yeah. So it's going to feature six original songs for classic Christmas records. I am excited for this. How about you, Bean? You excited? Very, very excited. And look at those guest stars, too. Uh, tell me about them. Um, Stevie Wonder is one of them. I know sure. that. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of others that were announced yesterday that sounded like they might be real good, too. Well, I will look those up. <laughs> they're not on this sheet. Hoping for Cardi B. Oh, no. You I know, the um, the uh, William Shatner Christmas album is the one that I'm really Bean, psyched about. You weren't here when I oh. played a clip. And I said, I know Bean already knows that this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's coming out soon. And he has a duet with uh, a man named Henry Rollins. You want to hear a little bit? I very much do. All right. Dashing through the snow on the one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring making spirits bright What fun it is to laugh and sing the sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way And if I'm not mistaken... That is the opening track on the album, but it's also the last track on the album. However, that one is the punk version. Hmm. So. I uh, I don't need that. Oh, man. I don't, I don't care. I, I did not I see that coming. Oh. I don't care for that. I don't care. See? They had to have recorded that in one take, right? Just like go in, walk out, <laughs> nailed it. Go back home. Uh, yeah, don't care for that. Don't need that. Um, look, William, here's the thing about William Shatner. I know that mm -hmm. for decades he was easy to laugh at because of those terrible records that he made in the 60s. Mm -hmm. They had the very pretentious you know, versions of Rocket Man and things like that that he made. But that album he did with Ben Folds, oh, my God was so brilliant that I hold out hope that he'll do something that great again. But he has not. <laughs> with that jingle bells. Uh, I mean, that was... It, we, we listened to it last week, and I was like, this is not... It's not really a song. No. no. It's, just, it's like weird spoken word and a little aggression. Just happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other guest on the John Legend album, by the way, is uh, Esperanza, uh, Esperanza Spalding. Oh. oh, I saw her open for Prince. Yeah, so uh, I'm very excited this time of year with the uh, with Christmas music news all the time. Like you said yesterday with the new Stefani songs. And mm -hmm. yeah. So this is this is my time. Being greatest uh, greatest Christmas song of all time. Oh, don't make him do it. Don't make don't, him do it. Don't make me do it. But if I could only choose one, it would either be Christmas time is here from Peanuts, Charlie mm -hmm. Charlie Brown Christmas, or the Chipmunk song. I'm sorry. Unbelievable. I, I know people hate the Chipmunk song. I will never not love it. It's a good. I mean, it's a jam. It bobs. It bobs. I mean, it slaps. Yeah, it, it's a jammer. It's got some hits in it. I mean, this uh, Christmas, uh, this much Christmas conversation may be too early for most of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but we'll we'll do more as we get close. Can I interest you in a new Madonna album? Uh, certainly. All right. Looks like it's in the works for 2019. She was doing an interview promoting a new beauty roller addition to her MDNA skincare lineup. Which I didn't know she had, it's but too, apparently too much going she on does. It's too much going on. And she slyly alluded to the fact that she's been working on more than just skincare. Here's her quote. I'm finishing my record, which I'm going to release next year. Yep, in between rose mist spray and serums, I'm actually making music. Can't quit my day job. Oh, <laughs> oh you, the queen of pop. This will be her 14th LP and her first release since 2015's Rebel Heart. 
So there you have it. It's some song that's going to be like, it's lit. It's lit. Like it's going to oh, be some, it's don't. like a 50 yeah. year old woman just talking about things she heard on like uh, her teenage kids say. I can't. I don't want it. I don't want that. No, I can't do it. All right. I'm out. I tap out. Okay. And for that reason, Jensen's out. I'm out. <laughs> little Shark Tank for you. Some birthdays for you. Sting. Remember when we did a breakfast with Sting? That was great. It was phenomenal. Unbelievable. He came and he, he how many songs did he do? Ten. Oh, oh yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was a mini concert. Yeah. yeah. He was phenomenal. He was ter- terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine Bracco, Goodfellas, Sopranos. Tiffany. Remember her? Yeah, we think, think we're alone, alone now. now. Yeah. Just performing at malls, being all redheaded. Kelly Ripa and celebrity photographer Annie Leibovitz. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. Hey, Beer Mug. Good morning, everybody. A beautiful morning to every one of you. Wow. What just, what just, right. ha- what just happened? I don't know. I just feel, I just feel <laughs> rejuvenated mm-hmm. and, and revived in this new building for some reason. Yeah, really? I would too if I ate this much. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, uh, you have Dodger feelings today, so that's uh, that's got to make it a good day for you as yeah, well. Yeah, that helps. <clears throat> that helps. Um, this new building that we're in, we have mentioned that we moved to a fancy a fancy building because they're tearing the old K-Rock building down. And the food options here, not only inside the building, but in the neighborhood, are like a million times better than what we've been living with for the, for the past 20 years. It's unbelievable the difference because <clears throat> when we came from Venice, there was literally three fast food restaurants surrounding our area that I would frequent every day. And mm-hmm. I just got so tired of it. Also, our vending machine in the building only worked half the time. Yeah. Didn't take uh, the correct change when it said uh, change only. It wouldn't give us uh, items sometimes. So it was really frustrating to, if you were hungry at that old building. There was yeah. nothing to eat. Uh, by the way, Muggs did go to all three nearby fast food restaurants every morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a, he, the, the he, Devil's he, Triangle. Yes. <laughs> he, didn't, oh. he didn't just choose one. All right. So what's the layout here that has you so excited? Well, first of all, I mean, you got to look at the surrounding area. I mean, we have an IHOP directly across the street, which probably has to make you jealous, right? That I mean, does. That, yeah. I got to be honest. That there, hurts me. There's a Baja Fresh. There's a Johnny's Italian Bistro, Coffee Bean, Starbucks, The Counter, Hawaiian Barbecue, Five Guys, Chipotle. There's a whole Ralph's. Supermarket directly across the street. This is yeah. all walking distance. This is all walking distance. Yeah. I don't even have to get in my car. With the old building, I had to drive to those fast. I mean, you do, though, but. Well. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, I could just walk there. You could. Yes. You could. You but don't. You, but you don't. That's what I'm saying. You drive there. Well, no, I did walk. I did there. I walked to uh, Baja Fresh last week. Okay. I didn't know you could walk that far anymore, yes. Mike. <laughs> he actually technically rolls. How <laughs> dare you? All right. So what have you, been, uh, what have you been eating in the new building? Well, so besides all the lovely eateries we have surrounding our building, we have the coolest thing I've ever seen in any modern business setting. <laughs> He's also standing on his chair right now. <laughs> it is it is an entire like K Rock Mini Mart upstairs above our our studio. I mean, so it's it's like having a Seven Eleven in the building. Exactly, Bean. Wow. I mean, and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is just take the item, you go over to this little kiosk machine, you scan it, and you use your credit card, and boom, like that, you're out. So you, oh. you just pay for it with a well, credit card? He's also missing one crazy detail, <laughs> uh-huh. which is not only can you pay by credit card, we, we're not all sure how to do it yet, That's but right. you can also pay by fingerprint? Yes. I don't like it. Has you, a real minority report vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can set up a monthly account preloaded for this thing. It is amazing. So 
Monday, the first day in the building when we were here, I didn't really get to use it because actually we had free delivery. Mm -hmm. We had free breakfast delivery. So I was kind of, you know, I was satisfied with that. So I didn't really get to venture up there. The second day we were up there, I got to use it for the first time. However, the machine wasn't working, so I didn't want to grab too many items because we mm-hmm. had to leave an IOU so I purchased one egg cup and then left and then left a note yes. that said I'll pay you back and then they ended up reaching out to me like yep. it's time to pay for your egg cup weirdo oh two ninety nine pay up Okay. So okay. I did that. So that was uh, that was kind of like my 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 break into oh, the the yes. store. Also, very, ima- very imagine, reasonable. Imagine your first decision. You walk into a snack shop mm-hmm. and your first thing is you know what. Egg cup. Yes. Egg cup. It says so much about him. Yeah. Yeah. So the second day, Wednesday, this is where beer mugs started to play. Okay. Uh, I... Per, first, I started with an Arizona green tea, mm-hmm. right? Followed by pork rinds. Pretty mm-hmm. chill in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you should see what I eat in the morning, Jensen. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> uh, then I followed that up with a salami and cheese platter up there. Oh, a- after the pork rinds. After the pork rinds, <laughs> so delicious. It's, it's got to be by. It's got to be seven thirty by now. Yeah. Then I didn't. I felt that I didn't have enough antioxidants, so I purchased another green tea. This time from the Honest Tea Green Company. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then I had, which was awesome. I have seen them in there since i think i got the last one these tyson microwavable six-piece chicken nuggets i mean it was it so then after that after the k-rock store you know we have our meeting then i do some post-production stuff after the show i walked across the street to baja fresh and purchased myself a bean and cheese burrito with chicken and black beans well you must have been starving it was pre-noon and by the way by the way i might get baja fresh Tattooed across my chest because I love this establishment. Really? Well, that's how kids get bored. Morning radio. So, that so, was, you, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. So yes. you're telling me after the salami and cheese platter and the pork rinds yep. and the chicken nuggets, yep. you then went across the street to Baja Fresh for burritos. Yeah, then it was lunchtime. Correct. Uh, yes. Okay, understood. <laughs> yes. So then uh, that was Wednesday. Thursday, I found there was a coffee bean directly downstairs literally you cross one block and and it opens at five in the morning right when we get in okay I purchased one large Malibu dream ice blended drink a double one large double dirty chai tea latte one protein picnic box and one jalapeno cheddar croissant Are you oh take out a God. loan no what I mean is that this is <laughs> a Malibu dream ice blended by the way yeah. it, it's it literally is a milkshake yeah. it is. It's, it's not a coffee it's got, drink it's got to be Am I lying? Eight, uh, 600 calories? Oh, at least. S- okay. Look, yeah. Chip just reminded me, uh, I'm an athlete and I got to I gotta fuel up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Look, Michael Phelps. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then for lunch in the surrounding area, I had a two-item combo with orange chicken and Beijing beef from Panda Express, Dave's favorite restaurant. Oh, that is the best Chinese food available. Yes. <laughs> I, I literally can hear your arteries closing. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is astonishing, Muggs. So that was Thursday. Now, we come to Friday. Um, I was actually kind of busy. I'm for Friday. Or, Fridays are my busiest days. Uh, just a lot of post production stuff. So I only had time for two items at the K Rock store, which was Caesar salad and a can of Sprite. The Caesar, oh. the Caesar salad must have been like, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah, in your stomach. He's like, I'm out of place. <laughs> but that's, then, al- that's almost a reasonable meal. It yeah. was almost. But then, you know, Scott felt, felt, a, felt a little hungry after that. So I went back to Baja Fresh. <laughs> And purchased a bean and cheese burrito, my go-to, with chicken and black beans on Lux, Friday. I hate to say this. We might have to fire you just to save your life. Uh, save my <laughs> life and my wallet. Do you know how much, how much I spend the first week here? I'm fascinated to know. 
$80.54. On all of this. On all of this I just mentioned. Oh, my God. So if I continue that... Every week while we're here, uh-huh. that'll be a, a annual total of four thousand one hundred eighty-eight and four cents. I mean, in your defense, brother's got to eat, right? Yeah, but also you got to keep in mind this is before noon. <laughs> right. He's spending this money before yeah. noon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this doesn't count my dinners, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, this is. I might have to. I might have to take up a second job. Just a question: Are you doing a? And you, I, we ask that you're honest here. Yep. Uh, a second lunch because I'm seeing when you're eating so early, I feel like you're going to get hungry again around four. That's before dinner. No, you know. Everything that I get in the K Rock store is kind of my breakfast. Mm-hmm. So my my lunch, I, I keep lunch, lunch, and then dinner. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. R.I.P. Brimbug. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. All right, Jensen. This is very exciting. Yeah, my inaugural. Your first ever. Yeah. Bean makes this guess. Hit it, Steve. Bean makes this guess. Yeah. Ooh ooh. Bean makes this guess. Yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beamix's guess. Yes. I don't don't really feel like those clips are appropriate for the Perfect. Seem right on brand. I said that this was a controversial list, and here's what I mean by that. If you're if we're doing a list of the uh, you know the top ten uh, highest grossing movies of all time, that's just facts and figures. That's mm-hmm. just indisputable numbers. But once you get into opinion pieces, now you may argue with the results. This is the website Thrillist, Thrillist.com. Their editors got together and came up with their, in their opinion, the best HBO shows of all time. Mm-hmm. There's a list of the 30 best HBO shows of all time. Of course, HBO's been around for a long time, and at least for at least the last 25 years or so, they've been one of the most prestigious networks on television. A lot of, lot of shows that win a lot of Emmys. Premium right? television. Premium television, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. I've got the top 30 here, but we'll give you a point each for uh, anything in the top 10 of the greatest HBO shows of all time. All right, the monkey's out. So, Allie, you are at the ceremonial head of the table. You get to go first. What say you? Sopranos. Sopranos comes oh. in at number two on their list. Okay. Wow, two. Huh? Sopranos, <clears throat> which I think might be my number one, by the way. But mm-hmm. as I said, this is just an opinion piece. But yes, you are on the board. Mr. Jensen Cart. Uh, I'll go six feet under. Six feet under is a great guess. It did not make the top ten on their oh, list, though. Unbelievable. I know. Six Feet Under was number 11, so just oh, outside. I, but, that's a terrible start. <laughs> I was so okay. close. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, great By the show. Way, my favorite. So it's out there. That's your favorite mm-hmm. of all the HBO shows? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, beer mug. Gotta go to the Larry Sanders show. Larry Sanders number five. Nice. And by the way, I have no qualms whatsoever about that being in the top five. <clears throat> I think that's a great choice. All right. Mugs, you are on the board. Alan McKay. The Wire. Number one. Oh, thank you. You should watch it, Jensen. Well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> get into that later. All right. Allie is two for two. Jensen. Mm. Game of Thrones. That? Game of Thrones. You're not You're not going to believe this. Number 12? Uh, <laughs> number eight. Oh, oh we'll take okay. Number okay. eight. And I say that because I feel like it's so white hot right now that most people would expect that to carry over and have it be even higher. Sure. Like in the top five. Sure. Game of Thrones, number eight, according to Thrillist, is the greatest HBO shows of all time. Okay. All right. You guys are doing really, really well. Mugs. I think this is uh, more due to popularity than quality, but I'm going to go Entourage. 
Not anywhere within good a hundred miles. Great, (laughs) great. Sounds like women got to vote on this. (laughs) I I don't think Entourage was even allowed to be considered for the list because people had seeded beer mugs. Just checking. Yeah, but a hilarious guess, which is what you're famous (laughs) for. All right, Allie, can she keep your streak alive? Uh, Let's go the polar opposite of Entourage and go Sex in the City. What a great guess. Number six, Sex of the City, on the greatest HBO shows of all time. You are three for three. Jensen, pretty good. I'll go Curb Your Enthusiasm. <gasps> Number seven on the list. Wow, you guys are really filling in the top ten here pretty mm. well. Mm. All right, Muggs, you've seen what winning looks like. Now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, sports management ver- version of Entourage. We'll go ballers. <laughs> what? Now, what is no. <laughs> No, <laughs> you know that was the ads that HBO put out. It's the sports, sports management <laughs> entourage. <laughs> Tune Look, in. I like ballers, okay, but we're talking about the history of HBO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a fine show. Is it one we're going to think fondly of in five years? That's the, that's what you got to look at. We're talking history here. The Rock right. does have nice teeth. Let's go around. Uh, let's go around one more time, uh, Allie. I am. I am trying to think of older HBO shows and I just mm-hmm. can't. And I'm... Uh, uh, was Dexter on Showtime? Showtime. Yeah. Ah! Great show. I put <laughs> it on the list. Dexter. <laughs> uh, if that's your guess, no, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I can't... Uh, all right, Jensen. This you got a very close. I got a tie right. here. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Silicon Valley. I'm uh, Yeah. Uh, that is a good guess, but it's number 13. You got close. You got mm. very close, yeah. Hey, look, there's a lot of shows. There's no shame in being just outside the top ten. All right, Mugs. Uh, suki suki now, True Blood. True Blood, believe it or not, is number 30 on their list. Oh, wow. Wow. What are we missing? All right, so uh, game over. Ali, you won? I yeah, did. Yeah, one point. All right. Uh, what, some of the ones I thought you might come up with, Flight of the Concords was at number 27. The Tenacious D Show at 25, oh. by the way. Hmm. Here's one I'm surprised you didn't think of. And talk about polarizing. In fact, in the Thrillist piece, they said this was Dead the most... Wood. <laughs> wow. I mean, that was... I just freaked out. <laughs> Deadwood, uh, Deadwood was number four, by the way, oh! Allie. <laughs> Deadwood was number oh. four. The controversial one that ca- that caused a fight in the room at Thrillist oh. was Girls at 21. Oh, right. Because that was so polarizing <laughs> with yeah. people. Uh, Allie, Barry was number 20. Oh, my. Wow. One season in. Impressive. Extras was number 19. Love Extras. Great show. Boardwalk Empire, 18. Oh, how did I forget that? Uh, Big Little Lies, 17. Mm-hmm. Some of the others on the list you might uh, might remember. True Detective at 15. Uh, Insecure at 14. <gasps> Love you, Issa. And your top 10. Mugs, I'm surprised you didn't come up with this. Eastbound and Down oh, at number 10. Oh, I'm going to go kill man. myself. <laughs> oh, All man. you have to do is eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, The Leftovers at number 9, which I never got. I never got mm-hmm. the leftovers. It wasn't for me. And I think we got most of the rest except for one uh, Game of Thrones, then Curb Your Enthusiasm, Sex in the City, Larry Sanders Show, Deadwood, and a little show at number three that nobody thought of called Veep. Uh, <gasps> what is wrong Veep. with us? Uh, I was going to say Arliss at three. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Then uh, Sopranos, and then, of course, The Wire. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Post glow of a Dodger win yesterday. Here's Yasiel Puig in the locker room after the game. Uh, you guys tell me, is he excited? We're going for more. Hey, Atlanta, I see you soon, baby. And the next one, Chicago, Colorado, no matter who's going, we go and beat it. And we're going to the World City again. 
And this time we're going to win the World Series. 2018, the, the, the big party is here in Los Angeles. Our friend Matt Money Smith, co-host of the Petros and Money radio show on the Dodger Station AM 570 LA Sports, joins us. Matt, in your long and storied sports broadcasting career, have you ever done an interview with your shirt off like Yasiel did yesterday? Uh, no, although I'm, I would say maybe not in my sports broadcasting career, but I remember you guys put me in a Hooters tank top one time, so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not like I haven't humiliated myself and had no sense of dignity, thanks to you two idiots. Well, not you, Jensen, but Thank at you. least you, Pete. Well, give me some time. I'll make you an idiot. Right. There we go. It's so, uh, so this was two big blowout champagne parties in the locker room within a few days of each other. That I mean, these guys are really enjoying this, right? Well, you know, and there were some people that, and I don't know why they do it. I don't get, you know, what you gain. I guess if you just string it out to the end, like, what do you gain by piling on the Dodgers for having a champagne party for qualifying for the postseason? It's 162 games. I mean, they get they get 12 days off from basically February until October. And if they qualify to make a run at a World Series, I don't care if they want to, you know, get nuts and start dumping champagne on each other's head and then do it again two days later. They've earned it. You know, they don't get a single Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Think about that. They do not get a single weekend day from April until October blow it out and tie it out. If so only if only they got after it. if only they got paid a lot these baseball players. <laughs> I I hear what you're saying, Matt, and I have been one who has been critical of too many champagne parties because you haven't really won anything until the end, until you've won the World Series, but look, Six times in a row, they've been the NOS champs. So whatever they're doing, let them keep doing it because it's working, right? Yes. Exactly. And by the way, if for all of you that just heard that audio and haven't seen it, uh, you've got to watch the clip and watch it through the end because Yasiel dumps two Budweiser center man, David Bassey's head. And he can't recover. Just yeah. go with that to the studio. It really is something special. I really, I need to ask you about that because this is your guy out there. Why, yeah. why isn't he wearing goggles? What is wrong with him? Well, that's the big Clayton Kershaw thing this year. Kershaw thinks the goggles were making him soft. He's like, hey, you don't get many of these. If you can't, you can't, you know, endure the burn, then you didn't deserve it. So he, he kind of started this movement this year, a pushback of no goggles. Uh, embrace that burn and know that it's a good burn. Uh, so, really? <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a pretty chill dude. <laughs> yeah. so that, he, is, that is can, their leader. Can he run for Supreme too. Court? Or? <laughs> uh, what about uh, 91-year-old Tommy Lasorda in his wheelchair getting doused with champagne after the game? Did they allow Tommy to wear goggles at least? Tommy can wear goggles. Okay, that's <laughs> fair enough. If um, you're 91 and you're tying it on, you can wear the goggles. Let's talk about uh, just a couple of specifics of the game, and I know it's really more important to kind of look forward to the Braves at this point, but how could you say too much about Walker Bueller? Was that one of the great Dodger postseason performances of, of, of a pitcher of all time? Yeah, for people that kind of don't know, so this is a kid they drafted. Um, he was their first pick. I think it was three years ago. It was kind of maybe four years ago. Um, he, he had some arm trouble when he was at Vanderbilt, and then he missed the following season, and his age was kind of one of the, I think it might have been Scott Boris, who wanted a bunch of money, and the doctors were like, look, his arm, you know, he, he needs surgery, so we can't give you your whatever you're asking, and it basically came down to the last day they could sign him, coming out of the draft, or else he would just re-enter the draft, and the Dodgers would get a replacement pick, and Walker Bueller basically said to his agent, hey, I don't care what it is, whatever they're offering, take it. I want to be a Dodger. I'm not playing your agent games. So that's wow. the kind of he awesome. was. 
coming in to start. And, yeah, you kind of saw that, you know, I don't want to take the name from Oral Hershiser, but that bulldog mentality on the mound where he gets the ball and he just believes he's the boss and he doesn't care how old he is. He's going to push all those bets around in the batter's box. Yeah, and a no-hitter, what, going into the sixth. I love that he's 24, but he looks 17, too. I think that makes it a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, Matt, can we, can we discuss Kenley Jansen? We can discuss Kenley Jansen. What would you like to discuss, Allie? I'm... Uh... I'm really You're, nervous about him. Yeah. Is it butthole pucker time for you, Allie? He gave up back-to-back home runs in the night for the love of God. Well, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's been a rough year. I mean, obviously, you, you tread lightly with Kenley. He had the heart issue. He's yes. going to have heart surgery after the season. Uh, he did say that that does fatigue him a little bit. So you do get a little worried that maybe if he gets into these high-leverage situations. And, you know, I mean, it's... It's a cliche, but it's kind of true, right? Your heart starts pounding a little bit more. Your blood starts pumping. You don't know if that's affecting him. Because it's certainly out of character. This has been the most dominant closer in baseball for the last six, seven years, ever since Mariano Rivera retired. And this year's just been odd. I mean, it is so uncharacteristic, uh, especially the home runs. I mean, this is not somebody who gives up home runs. So you almost, yeah, you wonder if that's part of it, which is why I think you kind of, you back off a little bit. It's like, okay, you got, your, your cushion is four. Mm-hmm. As long as you only give up four, we're good. <laughs> oh, no. serious but Aww. if you're if you're Dave Roberts, you still send him out there in a must win situation at the end of a game, right? Yeah, I think even even with those issues, he's still the surest thing they have in that okay. bullpen. Uh, All right. So yeah, that's that's that that's what it's going to come down to. Hey, and I guess there's worse situations, right? Well, you of could, course, yeah. yeah. You could put me out there. That's true. Uh, Matt, I don't know, Matt Jensen, I hear you got a sweet noon to six freaking drinker. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, Matt exactly. Buddy Smith is on the phone from AM570 LA Sports Petra some Money, where you want to hear all your Dodgers games, by the way. Uh, let's look ahead just briefly. The Braves uh, coming to town two days. Uh, what say you? How do you feel about the matchup? Uh, I mean, I guess if you look at regular season, right, they they pretty much handled them. They won two or three mm-hmm. here. They won three or four there. Uh, the starting pitchers in the series, Rich Hill, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, all got dominant wins. I think each of them allowed just a single run in their starts. Uh, it's a really young team. So sometimes, you know, where they say young and dumb is better, you know, than veterans at times when you get to these high leverage situations. So they have the talent. It's just really, really young. Right. talent that'll right. have to kind of, you know, how many cliches can I spit out? Young and dumb, rise to the occasion, all that sort of stuff. So they, they, they look like the better team. I mean, and I think kind of decisively they look like the better team, especially from an offensive standpoint. The uh, Dodgers had an up-and-down season. And, uh, they had their worst start in franchise history at one point. They were 10 games under five hundred at one point. They're peaking at the right time, though, man. And I got—I I feel like, and it's not just because I'm a homer here. It. No, no. I, what I'm going to say is I feel like the people who are saying, like Yasiel said last night, that this team is in a better position to win a World Series this year than the team was last year. I believe that. How about you, Matt? Well, you know, the the AL is tough. I mean, the Red Sox are really good. The Astros are really good. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the concern. But I think the National League, yeah, there's there's no dominant team. Uh, they, they look like they're probably the best team again. So uh, the Brewers are really good. I think the Brewers probably get out of the other side of the bracket um, if the Dodgers can defeat the Braves, which I think they will. I'm guessing that's the team they'll face. So, and they're not, by no means, are they not a great team. I mean, they have a really good bullpen with that wacky dude and his long hair, that white trash guy that closes <laughs> the games out. Um, so, th- it's not easy. That's kind of what it comes down to is who, who gets the last nine outs in the playoffs and don't know that from last year all too well. 
Well, look, um, is ultimately, it's been, yeah. <laughs> it's been 30 years, Matt. Let's do it for Tommy and let's do it for Vin. Seriously, it's got to right. happen. Come exactly on, Matt. Right. Do it. You do, do it, it. Out, Matt. Do it, Matt. Matt. You go out there and do it, Matt. <sighs> That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in and make swings and All right. get it done. <laughs> very uh, very athletic. last question because we're out of time, and that is who do we want to win Cubs or Rockies today on the other side? Um, you know what? I think probably the Cubs, just because the Brewers are in their division. They face each other so much, and I think getting uh, I think the Cubs are more likely to come out of that series than the Brewers. And I think if there's one of those three teams you probably would like to avoid, if you can, it'd be the Brewers. Uh, so let's, okay. let's go, let's go Cubs there. All right. All right. Fair enough. Matt, we love you. We know how busy you are. We appreciate you jumping on. We'll be listening, man. We'll talk soon. You got it. Thank you, everybody. All right. Bye. Go Dodgers. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. All right, Allie, how did you develop your gift? How, how did you become a dream interpreter? Uh, just one day we were talking about a segment and I'm like, I can interpret dreams. And you said, what? And I'm like, trust me. <laughs> I'm happy we got that detail. Yep. Yeah. I am too. <laughs> well, you really fleshed it out for yeah. us. Yeah. All right, we're going to go uh, 1-800-520-1067. We promised Mike would get first crack at it. He's in Anaheim. He's on line two. He's the guy with the dog in the dream. Let's find out a little bit more. Mike, thank you for calling and holding on. You're on with Ali, the dream interpreter. Awesome. I'm super excited. All right. Hi, Mike. What's your dream? What's your so dream? My dream is, my, I have a dream All that right. one day, no. Um, so my dream, my dog in American Staffordshire takes me out on a walk. Uh, and while we're walking, uh, she's wearing a MAGA hat. Uh, and a weird detail about it is uh, when I go do my business, every, every dream I have to go do my business, uh, number two, and if I don't do it on the grass, uh, I've done it on the sidewalk. She just barks at me the entire time. Right, right. So you and your dog switch places basically on a walk. I hope at least for the dream. You don't you don't do that yeah. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. I mean, are you are you king shaming me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not nice. <laughs> Allie, what do you uh, what do you make of that? Um, a lot of times when you dream about poop in any way, it's about fixing. Or having to clean something up. So what you are exhibiting here is there's something in your life that you're out of control with now. Because when it's the dog pooping, you clean it up, you fix it. But now it's you doing it, a dog having to fix it. You don't know how to go about that. So you're very nervous that you've done something that you can't fix. Boom. What about the um, what about the hat? The MAGA hat just uh, means that you need to uh, get a new dog because your dog <laughs> is obviously a freak. And a Republican. Very weird. Very uh, weird. I thought it had to do with boofing, but thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Mike. By the way, uh, I think I uh, I think I blew it before we went to Mike's call. We do have a big Omar intro. Let's hit that now. Like a pickle? Why can't my boobs get bigger? Allie Dream Interpreter. Wow! Don't pull out. Allie Dream Interpreter. What? Uh, smell it. Allie Dream Interpreter. Come on now, Suck it. Oh, that was I mean, that was so yeah. worth the wait. That was so beautiful. worth it. Lexi is on line three. She is in Monrovia. She's going to challenge you with her dream. Lexi, good morning. You're on with Allie Dream Interpreter. 
Good morning, you guys. Good morning. So my dream uh, takes place in the 1920s, mm. and I'm like super pregnant, bunch of kids running around, but I don't have anything remotely close lined up, like romantically, financially, education-wise. It's just a bizarre dream that keeps on happening. Huh. All right, Lexi. What this means is... You're thinking of a role in the 1920s, a woman maybe a little bit subservient, if you will. Her only role would be to have the kids, that type of thing. You feel like you're being held back in some part of your life, and you don't want that to happen, so you keep dreaming it, knowing it's not really there, but it's your subconscious way of saying you need to break out of whatever it is that you think is holding you back at the moment. What's holding you back, Lexi? Um, I'm having some trouble becoming a teacher, to be honest. Yeah. Passing that last piece that that California happened to change. So that is definitely holding me back. That's that's the boulder in her path, Sally. That's your pregnant baby, is that teacher. (laughs) And the children running around. It's almost a perfect metaphor. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. And do you have any relatives uh, that have passed on with the letter B in their name? (laughs) (laughs) Or wait, are we doing something else? I'm sorry. All right, Lexi, (laughs) thank you for the call. I hope that helps. Good luck being a teacher, too. I hope that works out for you. All right, uh, how about a uh, uh, maybe turn this one down if the kids are in the car. Give us one minute with Valerie, line four. She's in Linwood. She is up next with Allie on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Valerie. What you got? So, so basically, um, I am trying to masturbate while in the shower mm-hmm. uh, in my old childhood home. Oh. But I have a bunch of different family members, about 50, coming in and out of the restroom, and some are trying to hold the shower curtain. I'm trying to keep the clothes, mm. and it's just like a big old party in there while I'm trying to do my own stuff. Yeah. All right, let's not to race through the details of this. Oh, make sure, I want to make sure Allie has enough information to properly rule. I think I'm good, Bean. I think I'm good. Here's the thing, Valerie. You're, you're trying to get something done in your life, but a lot of people keep interrupting it, whether it's people that are telling you you're not doing it right, people that are telling you you should be doing other things. You need to stay the course. Don't listen to these other voices that are telling you you should be doing something else. You know what's best for you, and it's going to give you the best result. You know what I'm saying? Also, maybe get a door lock. <laughs> oh, that could help. Yeah, that like maybe could help. it could mean that. Yeah. yeah. I'll try that. I'll try that. Great. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, call back early and often, Valerie. Thank you. This has been Allie Dream Interpreter. Allie Dream Interpreter. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Dave, the King of Mexico. Good morning. Ready for a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup? Hell yeah. Hit it, Steve. Click that mouse and open your browser. Pull up your shirt and drop them trousers. We've got shots that need your viewing. Life's so hard, they will start spewing. Kevin and Bane, internet Roundup. The uh, internet never stops making great videos, and it's tough to keep track of all of them. That's why we put the best viral videos of the week in one handy location at krock.com or kevinandbean.com. we got a couple we want to talk about before we play some audio. Uh, this was a very big video a few days ago. The guy is out on, is he in the ocean, Dave, or on a lake, or where is he? Yeah, he's uh, out just outside of New Zealand. All right, and what happens? A seal literally just comes up, 
uses an octopus and slaps him in the face. <laughs> he throws it at his face. He's a kayaker. Usually, when you uh, describe a viral video, it doesn't it like never as good as the video. The video is no. even better than what you said. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. incredible. Why is the seal using a poor octopus as a weapon? Because the seal's a dick. And what do you suppose he was, I mean, why was he so antagonistic? I'm asking you to read a seal's mind now, oh, by the way. Man, I so many questions because was this kayaker bugging the seal? Did he take some food from the seal? But the octopus is food, so why would the seal throw food at him? Yeah, you would think that that's all the seal would care about is, hey, I got this this yummy octopus for lunch. Why and, do you even care about the dude But that's in the how boat? much he hates the guy. I know. <laughs> that's true hatred. And then it the is. octopus is alive and then gets stuck to the kayak and the guy freaks out and starts hitting the octopus. I was like, no, dude, keep it. Like, save it. Yeah, there's uh, a there's a movie that needs to be made about this. It would be it would be seal and octopus versus man. Yeah, this together. is the, this is the worst devil's triangle ever, you guys. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> All right, and thing two before we get to the funny audio is another animal video, and this is a family that they opened up the door uh, at their home to take the kid in, and while they were had their backs turned, a bear climbed into their car and the door closed. Yeah. And these morons, as Ali pointed out earlier, rather than do the right thing, which is call animal control and say, hey, we pay you to, to take care of situations like this. Come get this bear out. They decide that they're going to go and try to figure out a way to prop the door open so that the bear can get out. But every time they do that, the door closes again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, it's like a Benny Hill sketch. Yeah. So who ends up smashing the window? Does the owner of the car smash the window or does the bear smash the, the window? The bear freaks out and oh just starts God. crushing the car. It's a bear. Yeah, it's a big bear. It's unbelievable to see this video. These people are asking to be eaten, though. Listen, I would try to do the same thing and open up the door because this is going to be the end result regardless. If you wait for animal control, same thing is going to happen. The bear is going to freak out and just smash out all the windows. No. Uh, you no. call a professional. They'll get it done and stay in your house. No, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is, yeah, sure, you put yourself in danger, but the car is going to get wrecked regardless. So like, like, uh, you try like to... Like Street Fighter 2? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, what I think is is the less you antagonize them, the, the less likely is to beat up your car. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he maybe just wants to lounge. Listen, man, you haven't seen all these bear videos that when they get into cars? No, they, I haven't. They Weirdo. mess up cars. <laughs> yeah. Don't let a bear in your car, people. Why are you sighing, Allie? I just, I wish it was me. I would have opened the door and been like, let's hug. <laughs> you know, you know me and bears. That's yeah. how I want to go out. I want to die bears. hugging a bear. Yeah. She because died. then you got she, the yeah. hug. She died doing what she yes. loves. Yes. Oh, I, I want, love bears so much. I think it's time for a documentary called Grizzly Woman. Now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into some audio here. Jimmy Kimmel has a couple of great videos in this week's roundup. He had a great idea the other night because it was the 20th anniversary of the founding, or, or, or I should say the release of Google. Before then, we had other search engines, but Google really changed the world in terms of now there's never a question that can't be answered. You just type it in and you get an answer back in half a second. What if there weren't no Google? Jimmy Kimmel went out on the street with his microphone and asked people in front of his studio the kinds of questions we asked Google and let's see what kind of answers they came up with. Why is there a daylight saving sign? Um, something about the way that the earth rotates so we don't get, <laughs> so like it wouldn't be dark during the day. Who invented the internet? Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus yeah. invented the internet? Yeah, he invented everything. What is a good credit score? Uh, above 70. How do you get rid of bed bugs? Ooh, throw the bed away. 
Who invented the internet? This is gonna be wrong. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. That's wrong. <laughs> he was light bulbs, I think. Oh. <laughs> Double down. Oh That's no. Right. Oh. He was light bulbs. I I would be willing to give up the real Google for a day and just if I could type in and have those people answer my questions, I think I would love it so much. Oh, remember uh, remember encyclopedias? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Like you used to be like, well, who did this? Then you'd go look it up alphabetically yeah. and then you'd read the page. Insane. Yes. I, mean, that is, I, would, I have no idea not, what you're talking about. What a day. Well, we all came of age in the 19th century, Dave. Yeah. Uh, interesting that Dave puts the roundup together and there's a Kristen Bell clip in here. Oh, yeah. She is a guest on Seth Meyers' show, and he reminds everybody that she was also the narrator on the very popular Gossip Girl show, and he thought it'd be fun to hear her read some of the president's tweets in the voice of Gossip Girl, and it was. (laughs) Who can figure out the true meaning of Kofifi? Enjoy, XOXO, Gossip Girl. These do sound like the things that were written on the show. And this is just like a personal thing for me. Uh, As a Gossip Girl fan, just to hear my voice in your voice will be an honor. Congratulations to Seth Meyers on Emmy's rating tumble. Just as I predicted, Seth bombed. (laughs) XOXO, Gossip Girl. (laughs) Thank you, Kristen Bell. By the I way, miss Chris, Gossip Girl. That was a yeah. great show, and Crispin, Kristen Bell is one of the A plus uh, TV talk show guests of all time. Yeah, she never, she never is not great. She delivers. Show. I wish she'd be an A plus radio guest. Yeah, no kidding, right? She Thanks, Dave. Stop Dave's, creeping her out, right? <laughs> oh, interesting. Dave put the roundup together. Now there's a Haley Williams video oh, here. This one's good though. Oh, dear. She, of course, the singer from Paramore, and she is doing an ASMR video, which is also an unboxing video, which is also a watching a hot chick eat video. I mean, it has everything <laughs> rolled into one. What We got to talk about one day the people who are super turned on or relaxed or whatever is supposed to happen for these ASMR videos. But here's some of Haley. Hi, guys. It's Haley from Paramore, but also from Good Die Young. And today I wanted to show you our new packaging. And I'm also going to eat breakfast because I haven't yet. <laughs> And people enjoy hearing and watching this. She's having breakfast. Okay. Eating chips. Mm, what a great breakfast. Guys, I have a weird confession. Uh-oh. You're liking this? Okay. I, I've That's never great. liked these this before, the and now that I don't see the video, I think I'm feeling cool about it. <laughs> oh! Because, yeah. you know, it's like it's supposedly like a thing. Yeah, it tingles. I think yeah. I just got it. Yeah? Really? I really do. I can't. I guess I can't watch it. Right. But if that, I just hear it, yes. I felt all the weird things. Oh. That oh, is so no. interesting. I never, I, it's completely it escaped me what is supposed to happen. I'll when tell you because it just happened. It happened yeah. to you, I, right? It like felt super giddy and weird and then the back of my neck got all tense and my shoulders got all tense. And Are it's you... not even a serious oh. one. No, that yeah. was, but I really felt it. I know, but I'm saying is it's, that wasn't even a serious take on ASMR. No, because I've, I've watched them before and been like, oh, and I'm like, idiots. <laughs> yeah. But I think because I'm, I'm really focused on the video mm-hmm. and I'm watching it. But then when I just heard it, I got all giddy. I wonder if the headphones play a part, yeah, too. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. They, they say that's the, they're supposed to be the When do we thing. get off air? I don't know. <laughs> Did you tickle, it, tickle in your personal parts, too? I, the whole thing. Okay. All My right. arms are all weird. Uh, Dave, I'm sure you've ordered Haley's hair dye, too, which is what she's tried to promote there. Yeah, I'm not even dyeing my hair, but I just buy it. 
And finally, one more. Again, back to Mr. Kimmel, the best late-night talk show host. He has an ongoing series that is tremendous, which is Snoop Dogg narrating nature videos. Now, I get the impression that Snoop sits down and has probably never seen this video before. And this is just the way he talks and just the way he sees things. And this is a night vision fight between a bat and a scorpion. And it really comes to life when the dog does it. Uh Uh-oh. Batman. That's a big-ass bat, too. He makes a smooth landing. Look like he's eyeballing something. What? Ooh, do you see the fang on that thing? Is that a scorpion? Watch out, cuz. Back up. Yeah, because you big don't mean nothing, cuz. You may get hit. See, that scorpion tail is vicious. One thing about a scorpion, he's not big in size, but he packs a big punch when he get that thing into you. If he can get that clip into him, damn. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Tenderizing, baking, shaking. You ain't getting away from him, nephew. No, no, no. Oh, Oh, he hit him with the pin, but is it working? The bat can't see, though. That's one thing about the bat. He ain't got no eyes. He can't see what he's saying. Eat his ass up. (laughs) Eat up, young man. Bye-bye, bitch. And fly off with him and feed the rest of the bats. Rest in peace. That is a uh, dramatic conclusion to that video. Check those out and all the rest at krock.com or kevinandbean.com. It's a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Kevin and Bean Roundup. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I had an incident happen. This will shock you the other day. I was not in my house. Oh. Mm. I was uh, at a diner having a breakfast by myself. Like I do. Take, I take a book, and I go, and I order my omelet, and I sit there, and I have the time of my life, and I love it. The table behind me had a couple, an older couple, sitting there, and one of the phones rang. And uh, it, it's annoying enough uh, when somebody's phone rings out loud. I just feel like there are a lot of places that you go where maybe you turn that off so it can't ring out loud. Sure. FYI, I have no tones on my phone. I have no, there's not, it's always silent. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh wait. I, I can't stand the sounds of ringing. Of even, even a little buzz. You oh, don't wow. even want to hear that. No, I don't even like the vibrations. How do you know when your phone rings, Jensen? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see it at some point. <laughs> yeah, at some point, I'll see it. All right. So not only does the phone ring, which is disturbing. And by the way, I should say, because I think it does make a difference in this story. I'm not eating at a super fancy restaurant with, you know, cloth napkins and waiters and, you know, fancy and things like that. Okay. <laughs> Those are the two things I think of when I think of fancy cloths <laughs> and waiters. I'm eating at a diner. Okay. I'm eating at a diner. So oh. it's the kind of place where you expect a certain amount of noise. And, you know, maybe you let the kids get away with a little bit more noise. It's not stuffy. Okay. Yeah. Not a place with like forks. We're eating uh, with our hands. Okay. Cups. Right. There's no cups. So the, so the phone rings and I'm annoyed enough and then the guy puts it on speakerphone. Oh, That's dear. insane. And oh. then it's a, re, it's a pre-recorded credit card solicit call. Oh. Hi, this is Rachel from Card Services. I'm calling to tell you how you can lower the interest rate on your credit card. If you'd like to hear more, press one. Why is he playing that for the room? So many things that a monster would do. Why would he even want to... This calls a solicitation. Hang up. Yes, exactly. So he goes... He hits one, and then it asks some other question. I don't remember what it was. No. And then he hits another number. So now he's actively trying to get somebody on the phone. 
He's sitting, and by the way, I turn around to give him the stink eye. Mm -hmm. I don't even need to because the woman that he's with is horrified. She's sitting there across from him seeing this guy put this display on. She's furious at him. She's like waving her arms around going, stop, 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 stop. This guy's going through the menu. May I ask his approximate age? Um, I think he and his lady were both in their 70s. Oh, see... That changes it for me. My, team, it? my, my phone just mm. talks to me. It's just like, he's like an older yeah. guy. Oh, really? That's yeah. so interesting. Old people aren't required to have some sort of decency and etiquette? I feel like a lot of times when you hear people on a speakerphone, it's older people that don't know yeah, they're they don't on know. a speakerphone. They don't know the etiquette? Yeah. That's what they, right. know. they, they literally the don't is, yeah. know that it's on oh, speakerphone because, because their hearing isn't quite there. Yeah, recently on a plane, I sat next to someone in his late 20s. Oh. And that person talked on FaceTime out loud to someone no. for maybe five to ten minutes, somewhere oh. in between. Oh, and just Lord. in FaceTime, no headphones or anything, then just watched a, a music video uh-uh. out loud no, on that, speaker that's after awful. that. Yeah, I'm, that's awful. I'm at least giving old people the, the old out. Okay, so yeah. 20s, murder button, 70s, mm-hmm. let's wait and hear more. A okay, bit, yeah. All right, so now he's navigated the menu, and now the lady picks up and says, hi, this is so-and-so, may I help you? And he's, he says, you need to effing stop <gasps> calling me. Grampy. And she says, uh, well, I'm just calling to offer this uh, this discount on your credit card. He's like, this is the third time you people have effing called <gasps> me wow. today. Pop, pop. And she's like, I don't think you need to talk to me like that. So now, again, I'm close enough that I'm hearing both sides of this conversation, which I have no business being a part of. I don't think you need to speak with me that way, sir. And he says, listen to this. And then he screams practically, F. You and oh. slams down the phone. All right, is, he's he's bad, Grandpa. <laughs> sort of my spirit animal, though. <laughs> and his lady is like, uh, oh, "Why are you doing that? Oh, my God, why that was so wrong? That was so inappropriate." And everyone in the restaurant obviously has heard the whole thing. There's no way to have not heard it. It was so loud. And I guess what my question is. Should I have done anything or said anything or just ignored it like it didn't happen and assumed that he had already gotten the message because the person he was with was embarrassed? Or is that the type of thing where you should, uh, not me or anyone, should go up and say, hey, you know, for next time, maybe don't pick up that call or maybe don't have it on speakerphone or maybe just some sort of really, really, you don't have to be rude about it, but really, really uncool to subject all the diners in this restaurant to that bu- that personal business. Uh, well, my main thing is... I. I kind of give him a pass because it's relatable. Yeah, he. Had Do you know had what it. I mean? He, he had had, had it had with it. this call, yeah. and it's. It wasn't like he just took a phone call with his like sad little grandson. Right. He, he, I relate to him because he was he was uh, he was breaking down exactly yeah. to a tele to yeah. telemarketing. Right. I, I, we all can relate to that. Look, God bless this old man. No one should have diner food. Old man, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, we already did that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no one has more sympathy, Jensen. You don't know this about me, but yeah. uh, I'm a robot who doesn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> Except when I get into a loop with a telemarketer or any kind of a business that I have to call. Like if I if I need thirty five minutes to get to whoever I want at Direct TV, I really will contemplate hanging myself. I get so sad and literally weep. So, so I, I have respect for what he's going yeah, through. I know how annoying telemarketers are. Yeah. 
But I have more respect for the sanctity of being able to have a quiet omelet and read a book. Yeah. So I didn't say anything, and I felt like that was the right call to not say anything. But I also feel like, am I bad citizen for not at least pointing out to maybe help the next person avoid the situation that I was in? Should I have said something to the guy? It sounds like you guys are both saying, no, give him a pass. What would you have said? Let's play it out. I would have said... Um, I, I know that was upsetting for you. F there... you! <laughs> Where's my pancakes? <laughs> That's probably how it would have gone. All right, I made the right choice. Thanks. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Allie, what's happening? What's happening is uh, Venom comes out on Friday. They had their big red carpet premiere last night. I don't get Venom. You don't? I don't understand it. Uh, is it uh, is it part of the Marvel Universe? Yep. Yes. Have we seen him in any of the Marvel movies before? Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. Well, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I think he, wasn't he uh, the guy from the 70s show? Wasn't, uh, what's that guy's name? Topher, uh, Topher Grace. Grace. Yeah. Didn't Topher Grace show up? And then he was like a bad guy, but then he also wore like a black Spider-Man suit. Yeah, that happened. I'm getting a thumbs up. So basically, he wore the Venom suit, mm-hmm. and he was the host of the Venom suit. Mm-hmm. But Venom okay. can be a lot of different people, but in this case, Tom Hardy. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yes. And it's some sort of uh, some sort of a deal where sometimes he walks around like a regular person, and then sometimes he just turns into that beast. And has that With all the teeth. Yeah, the tongue. Okay. All right. So, okay, so Venom, that's coming out this weekend. All right, go on. <laughs> and then another Marvel movie's coming out, A Star is Born. Yes, very yeah. similar. Go see that. Right. It's another Marvel also movie. Also a crazy tongue in that. Yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah, very odd. Well, here's the thing. Um, they've been doing the rounds, doing all of the interviews, whatnot. Um, and one interview in particular was getting a lot of play the last couple days. It was Tom Hardy being interviewed alongside his co-star Riz Ahmed. And they were asked about their favorite scene from the movie. And Tom Hardy gave a, let's just say a not exactly pr Approved response. What was your favorite scene to film? Oh, there are scenes that aren't in this movie. Um, <laughs> there are like 30, 40 minutes worth of scenes that aren't in this movie. Oh, really? yeah. What are your favorite ones? Yeah, all, all of them, yeah. Like, uh, like mad puppeteering scenes, like dark like comedy scenes, you know what I mean? That just never made it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, they are just pure. Yeah, but that's for me. For me. That's what's in, your, in terms of you enjoyed filming them doesn't mean that they, they were any good is what you're film. saying is that what you're saying that they Sometimes, weren't no good well if they didn't make it to Riz, the film it's probably they weren't any good bro I hate to break it to you so Riz kind of starts joking about it because Riz Ahmed already sees the headlines Tom Hardy says all his best scenes were cut yeah which is of course what happened people started with the you know the think pieces is this Marvel's first misstep why is Venom so bad you know before anyone ever saw the movie so God bless um, whoever this reporter is at IGN last night on the red carpet he wound up just asking Tom Hardy point blank to explain that interview and I think maybe just from Tom's words at the beginning, he got a stern talking to. Oh, this got this got me saying, all right, um, yeah, no, let me just, um, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, some, um, I think what, what's, oh, that's been misunderstood. What I'm trying to say is, and the question was whether or not I'm, is there any scenes that I was excited, most excited in shooting, and I was like, there's a bunch of stuff that hasn't made the movie, and I think I'm talking as an actor point of view, so what mm. I'm saying is, is that, I had a lot of time improvising and a lot of freedom to play with Venom. Okay, so in honesty, there's probably about 
seven hours or more worth of footage of me playing as Venom and enjoying myself, do you know what I mean? And when I was doing it, I took him right out there and played with it and had a lot of fun because there's a lot of fun that you can have with the project and with this character and I've done that but um, that and me and the other executive producers know full well that has oh, nothing to do with what's in our story do you know what I mean but nevertheless you know would I like to watch a seven hour version of Venom yeah <laughs> I'm so dizzy. It's the greatest spinning ever. I loved it so much. Oh, he didn't answer anything. No, but he then later clarified and said, "Everything I want is in and more." But it, he was obviously caught off guard. Yeah, wasn't quite sure how to word it. But my God, I could watch him spinning. What? Ah, uh, for hours. I love him so much. You're absolutely right, though, that he had a talking to. Oh, yeah. 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 He was, but they didn't was... give him talking points. No. Right. <laughs> True. No. no. Uh, I'm just saying. It's, it's, a, it's a lot right there. You are very in love with Tom Hardy. Oh, my God. He's the greatest the ever. Way. Are you kidding? By the way, him on Peaky Blinders, one of the <sighs> roles of a lifetime for him. that, I guess. Well, we'll never know. Hate you. I hate you. you I guys, mean, we were going to watch it. I heard it was good, but then I met you. This is a crazy story about Netflix. They're reportedly adding an interactive element to a crop of new specials that will allow the viewer to influence the outcome of certain storylines. An episode of Black Mirror will feature, quote, live action interactive programming in the show's fifth season, which is um, expected to debut sometime in December. So basically, you're going to have like 10 to 15 second choices in each episode with your remote to go on to an ending. I don't like it. It's crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that good. Like I don't a choose like it your own adventure. Yeah. Because you watch shows that are made by people who are smarter, more clever, and more creative than you because of their vision. Right. I don't need, I don't want, it, I don't know what I get out of it by me directing the story. But have you ever watched a, a, a movie before and wondered what would have happened if something went a little different? Yes. What if in Pretty in Pink, Andy decided, you know what? I'm not going to go out and chase Blaine out to the car. It's Ducky. I deserve Ducky, which was the original ending of Pretty in Pink, is- except people in the theater were like, F this. Why is she with Ducky? This is so dumb. So they changed it to her and Blaine. Blaine, that's the name of an appliance. You've been I mean, carrying this, this is, around a long time. That was a soliloquy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I might try it out. It's not something I would have ever asked for, but yeah. I guess if that option is available, yeah, I guess you could watch and see what happens next. Okay. I have a different idea for the ending of Schindler's List. Oh, dear. Do you guys want to hear it? Nope. No. Okay, Mm-mm. fair enough. So, Netflix remains the 800-pound gorilla of the streaming world. Here's an unbelievable number. Video from the service consumes a significant 15% of all internet bandwidth globally. That's the most of any single application. That's a staggering number. Here in the U.S., Netflix grabs an even bigger slice of the bandwidth pie, 19.1% of all downstream traffic. So one in in five computers that are watching anything... Mm-hmm. Are watching, watching Netflix. Netflix. And it's only going to get worse once Disney rolls out its streaming Absolutely. and everybody has all these streaming services. It's going to take up a ton of the internet. Yeah. What do we do? Do well, we ask they, Al Gore for more? Well, no, they say that this that's what the net neutrality terribleness is. Oh, no. Ugh. It's a dystopian 
terrible universe. Anyway, I'm going to click a different ending for it. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. And a poll of uh, British adults uh, found out that they spend 24 hours per year searching for the perfect thing to stream on Netflix. That's not even watching. You're just trying to figure out what to watch. 24 hours a year trying to figure out what to watch. Fa- I have found myself flipping, flipping through at least <laughs> 200 shows on Netflix. And not deciding, right? <laughs> and not deciding. Have you guys done that too? Yes. That's what watching Netflix is for me. <laughs> you guys, I, I'll turn to my fiance. You want to watch Netflix? And then we just see the little buttons and we go, okay, good night. That's insane. <laughs> um, can I suggest to you, Bean, I've mentioned the show so many times and you're always like, I don't understand. I don't, where's true TV? I can't figure it out. The show I'm Sorry on True yes, TV. with uh, Andrea Savage. Andrea Savage just hit Netflix yesterday. So okay. the whole first season is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came up in my, in my uh, queue last night, and I kept on going. Yep. I'm <laughs> telling you, for something else. There you go. Put, it, put it on your wish list. It is one of the funniest shows out there. Do you know how many times I've seen the button for Amazing Interiors and went, I want to watch that, and then I just keep moving? <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know. Don't want to watch it. So maybe maybe we're more than 24 hours. Yeah. Oh, I Those think, are just British people. Yeah, I think that's what 19% of my internet usage is, just <laughs> checking <laughs> buttons. Wow. Yeah. It's insanity. All right, some birthdays for you. Sting, Lorraine Bracco, Kelly Ripa, Annie Leibowitz, and Brian Regan. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You're listening to the world-famous K-Rock at 106.7 KROQ. A lot of complaints this morning, by the way. It's already after 8 a.m. and no Halloween spooks. Halloween, Halloween, ooh, Halloween. Ghostly things are gonna happen. Sing it if you know it. ooh ah, ooh ah. Jensen, you haven't been uh, with the show long, mm-hmm. but we do regularly bring you the greatest hits of 1962. No, that's perfect. <laughs> Halloween spooks. That's what the kids call a bop. I just, I just want to know, Allie, how long yeah. do we have to wait before we get into some two eyeballs? I feel like October 1st, the door is wide open. It's been Be- kicked down. Because we do we do kind of live in a world now where, th- where the holidays all run together. Him, him talking over that yeah, part. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. No. <laughs> I mean, once it's, uh, once it's October 1st, it is Halloween. You no longer have to wait until like the 24th or something like that, right? <laughs> She's song. having a seizure. <laughs> This goes on. Yeah. See, they're making ghostly sounds, Jensen. Uh, they're gargling. This is Kevin's favorite part. I'm sad he's not here for this. He gets so bad. He gets this so is. bad. This is not even a song. It's someone. It's someone just completely breaking down. Yeah. But it does come back around. Okay. Wait. So, what was there? A, was there an era in music where Halloween jams were like a, a thing? Uh, well, yeah, uh, like course. Monster Mash. Yeah, Monster that. Mash and yeah. this. And what's yeah. Two Eyes? Is that another one? Oh, oh two eyeballs. Two I eyeballs. feel like we dedicate a segment tomorrow just to that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, hold on. Big finish because I love right. this one. Okay, By the way, I, I would also, oh, my gosh. memory could be faulty on this, but when, when I started bringing in Halloween spooks decades ago, mm-hmm. I think a lot of our listeners hated it as much as Kevin did, but I think we just beat, mm-hmm. we beat the love into them. Turned them but, around. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. 
you hate it the first time, you hate it the tenth time, you hate it the fiftieth time, the seventieth time, you go, you know what? I like it. It's, it's kind of catchy. <laughs> I will think too. I got a, a question for the lyrics. Maybe it's a horse outside, not Halloween, Halloween oh, spooks. Well, there's something going on. Well, ghostly things are going to happen. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Well, anyway, it's. I'm happy that the season is here because I enjoyed that very much, and we'll be sure to play it a lot when Kevin returns from vacation on uh, Monday. All right, let's uh, talk about the topic on the table here. I don't know that we've done this one before. We're going to be looking for your calls at. 1-800-520-1067. How did this get started? Is it, as I'm guessing, that Allie said something about Peaky Blinders? Is that where it came from? <laughs> I, I, here's, I mean, she's just one of the people who, who does something like this. Mm-hmm. It's people who repeatedly tell you that something on television or a movie or an album is so incredible. It's so good. You can't miss it. You haven't seen it. You haven't heard it. What are you doing? Go home and watch it now. And it, it's probably great. Mm-hmm. It's probably because you've heard it a million times. It's mm-hmm. probably, but you know what? You've ruined it for me. Now I don't want to see it. Really? And I feel like that happens in my life with The Wire, right? Oh. People but, why, are- but why would you put, if somebody knows you, if you're friends with somebody and they know your taste and they know that you would enjoy it, yeah. what makes you, what makes you rebel against that? One time. Good advice. Tell me one time, Bean. Tell me one time that I'd love The Wire. Don't see me a couple days later and go, you like The Wire yet? I haven't watched The Wire yet. You told me it was good a couple days ago. And also, people about Game of Thrones. That's another one, right? Mm-hmm. People go, you got, oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones? What are you? Well, what's going on? And then they say, oh, I, I don't, it's really confusing. Uh, and, and it gets, it's slow at first, but you got to mm-hmm. stick with it. No! No, that sounds like torture. Right. I don't want to do that ever. Like, just recommend something I'm going to like always or right from the start. And now mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it. Thanks That's- for it. Actually, how I pitch Peaky Blinders, I say, stay through the first one because it's a little slow. No. But I'm telling you, by the time you watch the second one, you're going to watch the third one, fourth one, and then you have watched all four seasons. So what do you want me to do? Phenomenal. You want me to have a bad time to get to a good time. Just one episode. No. One episode. <laughs> I think that's fair, by the way, because there are some shows that have a lot of exposition in the first episode, yeah. a lot of setup, and then they, they get into a groove. And I totally get that. Well, and I recommend it once. I wouldn't have any problem, Allie, if that's what you had said about mm-hmm. Peaky Blinders and then kind of had left it up for those uh-huh. of us who have free will to either right. choose to watch it or not. But you have become one of those people uh-huh. who rem- – I think you have it set on, the, on, on your iCal – it's been 24 hours. I have bring it up again Make sure the guys know about it. Okay, yeah. I understand that. But have I steered you wrong with shows like, oh, I don't know, Killing Eve? Well, no. Have you, I, I steered you wrong with shows like, oh, I don't know, Barry? But how many times have you brought that up? 742. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the issue because then it makes me not want to watch it. It has nothing to do with the show. It becomes mm-hmm. about you. I, I want to watch say, it because you keep telling me. I will say, and again, we're going to take your calls on this. If you have uh, friends or family or coworkers who are always trying to get you to do or see or go somewhere and watch something, and you won't because of the pressure, yeah. mm-hmm. 1-800-520-1067. I'll just speak for Kevin since he's not here. He would have no opinion on Taylor Swift at all. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't even be on his radar right now because he's not a big uh, fan of that kind of pop music. Right. Except for the fact that I love her so much. Mm-hmm. He has built up a force field of hate around him. Yeah, yeah. About Taylor Swift. Like he despises her now. Not he doesn't even listen to her music. He just despises her because he's got a guy at work that won't shut up about her. And that's kind of what we're talking about yeah. here, right? That's it. All right, Chip, what happened to you? Uh, so this was a band and it t- and I've come around since then. Um but my chemical romance. Mm-hmm. I was in high school when emo and screamo were first coming out and I had people at school who were 
so obsessed with that band. Yeah. Like, wearing the shirts, like, nonstop talking about, you know, I'm not okay, and writing, like, lyrics on their folders. Like, it, they were in my face. I was like, oh, my God, these albums are great. And I just couldn't. I, no, no, don't want to hear them. No yeah. one here. Nope. And for years, like, finally it took maybe four or five years ago where I went on my own and listened to like. Oh, this band's actually pretty good. <laughs> if, one, if, one, if one more white guy tells me that I have to hear Radiohead, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall off a cliff on purpose. I, I literally, it is a, just don't tell me. Tell me one time. I appreciate your your suggestion. Bye. That's it. Is is some of it? And we'll get uh, right to your calls here. Oh, sorry. Ouch. Is some of it, Linda? You hang on. We're gonna get to you You're first. Right? Wait. Let's tackle this. <laughs> Speaking of tackled, uh, is, what has happened? Is some of it that? We also live in a world where it's not just your friends and coworkers and people in real life, but that you have to see all the think pieces and all the hype pieces yeah. and all the posts about it. And that kind of adds to I hate keep I, I hate to keep using the word pressure, but you know what I mean? The the build up, the expectation gets more and more and more because it's in your face all the time. Yes. I don't want to be told I, I, I can make my own decision. Mm-hmm. Just explain it. And walk away. You don't get paid if I see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like a, a recommendation for Cutco knives. Like I, I, I there's a very random reference. <laughs> really good reference. <laughs> the idea. It's, it's a real reference. It works. Oh. But I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't need, I don't need you to to necessarily follow up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what okay. I mean? Right. Under fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, explained well. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Let's see what Linda has to add to the conversation. She's on line three, and she is in Agora. And I almost broke my hand uh, moving the <laughs> microphone to get to Linda's call. So I hope it's going to be worth it. So my dad, hey there, my dad has been telling me for years that Oh Brother, Where Art Thou was like the best movie ever made. Mm -hmm. And every time I would see him, he would quote parts of it and he'd like do the little voices and, you know, oh, Flapper, it's a Dan man or something. I don't even remember. So finally we watch it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> oh, he's, he's dedicated most of his life for you to watch it, and you hate it. But I bet and that's... finally... I, I was just going to say, Linda, I bet that's the case, especially with cult movies. The people who have built their personality around the big Lebowski... You can't like it enough for that person. No, no, not at all. Unless I'm drinking a white Russian in a robe <laughs> and talking about all my uh, my bowling scores. No, I, I just I'm gonna watch it. Thanks. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so you and your dad are still speaking with one another. Did you guys survive that? We did, and he's like, "Really? You didn't like it?" I go, "Dad, you first of all, you already told me basically the entire plot of the movie over the last ten years." So thanks, but That's it. we're good. All right, thank you, Linda. Appreciate the call. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. What is it you're being forced to like by everyone you know? We'll take your calls next on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. You have built a force field around yourself because people keep insisting that you watch or do or read or go somewhere or like something and you just don't want to. That's what's going on with our man Dustin in Fullerton. He's on line seven up first on the Kevin and Beach Show. Hey, Dustin. Hey, uh, how you doing? We're doing great. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you calling. What is it people will not shut up to you about? Uh, first time caller, a uh, long time listener. Uh, it's that stupid game Fortnite. Yeah, um, oh. he's right. Everybody. I've had, like, probably literally 20 people come up to me in person and tell me, you know, this game's so great. And I've, like, aside from the hundreds of ads I've seen online and stuff. And I feel like even if I did enjoy it, if I, you know, started playing it, I'd feel like I just only started playing because they told me to or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to give them the satisfaction. He's right. He's right. It's not worth it. 
And by the way, that's uh, anything that gets hot fast, like Pokemon Go or uh, HQ Trivia, whatever it is, when it's everywhere around you all the time, I think there is some sort of a resistance to that sometimes. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and the truth is, if you had just come across Fortnite and started playing it, you might have loved it, right? Totally, yeah. But uh, now now I feel like they're forcing me to play it. Yeah, now, uh, now you're like the 30-year-old with fidget spinners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're talking about how, by the way, just got a tweet, Rick and Morty fans, they're the worst, Ugh, right? Fandom. <laughs> Ugh, Szechuan sauce. They are oh, the uh, they are the CrossFitters of the cartoon world. Yeah, that's for sure. The, the, all I know is I don't want to hear poopy butthole or whatever it is that the show is talking about. I don't want to hear anything ever again. Uh, even though in a different universe with a different set of people around you, Jensen, you might have tuned oh. into Rick and Morty and just enjoyed it on your own. By the way, I'm sure it's great. Right. I, I, I'm probably missing out. But you know what? I don't like you. And now I don't want to watch anything you watch. So that's what we're talking about is just too much pressure from too many people to watch a thing or see a thing or do a thing and you just won't do it. This is an interesting one, by the way. I think uh, you guys will enjoy Christine. She's on line four. She's got a very unique story to share with us here on the Kevin Bean Show. Christine, go ahead, please. Hi. So when I was pregnant with my son, one of the names on my short list of names for him was Ryan because that was my mother's maiden name. But every time I talked to my mother on the phone, she kept saying, how about Ryan? How about Ryan? What about Ryan as a name? Have you thought of Ryan? I think Ryan would be a really good name. <laughs> and, and after a while, I was just like, no, if you have just guaranteed that that will not be the name. I'm crossing it off the list. Stop it. Yep, she killed it. And she killed it for you. And if she had yep. said it yep. one time, you would have left it on the list and probably considered it. Probably. Yeah. Yep, perfect what, example. What, what name did you go with? James. Uh, James. <laughs> you sound uh, unimpressed, Jensen. James is a lovely James. name. I, don't know, I thought I, I wanted it to be a little more like antagonistic to the mom. Oh, I see. Like, not Ryan? Ryan? Yeah, yeah. My, child, my child's name is not Ryan. Not Ryan. <laughs> Would have been a great name. All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. By the way, uh, Pirate writes in Fight Club. Everyone was hyping oh. this movie for years. I finally oh. watched it, and it totally sucked. Oh, we just, shouldn't even be talking about it. No. Uh, uh, that's what I've heard. All right. Let's try. Uh, let's try. Uh, let's get back to TV for a second. Line three. Give me some Alexa, please. Los Angeles up next. And then, Karen, you hang on. We're coming to you right after. Alexa, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. What's the thing? Hi. Uh, the thing is, this is us. Yep. Too much TV. I I cannot, yeah. I just, like, every time I see anybody, like, my, my dad, especially my boyfriend, like, I have time over there, like, oh, can we turn it on? Can we watch it? It's so good. And now it's, like, getting to the point where they're, like, using reverse psychology. Like, oh, you won't be able to handle it thinking that's going <laughs> to make you change my mind, and it's not. May I say, so, Alexa, I, re- I really think you'd like it. No, <laughs> you, you're really just, think you, you, would. you are the queen of doing it. I and I'd love it. I, now yeah. I will never watch it for that reason. Great but, show. But do you think this was, this was part of it, Alexa, is that This Is Us was a rare broadcast out-of-the-gate sensation on the first night it aired. It was one of those rare shows that happens anymore where everybody was talking about it the next day and it just like blew up out of nowhere and it almost like it got overhyped before some people even got a chance to see it right yeah it's like almost kind of like a brainwashing thing like i feel like now at this point even if i watched it and i didn't really like it i've been socialized to think it's so great Mm -hmm. but now it just kind of 
I just don't trust it. I See? Just kinda, like, just you just don't it. trust it. She doesn't it. trust herself anymore with this. Is us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great call. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. I promise Karen would have the next word. Laverne, line two, up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Hey, Karen. Hello. All right. What have you been Hi. overhyped on? What do people insist that you like? They insist that I like Michael Jackson. Oh, hot take. Cause he's Whoa. The, he's the king of pop and... How can you not? Well, I got a couple oh. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let me. But the, but uh, those reasons aside, Jensen. Yeah. As a musician, he's the greatest. He's the greatest, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he, just creeps, he just creeps me out. He oh. creeps me out. She well, has a good point. There. Understandable. So, yeah. Karen. Okay. In other words, this is one of those deals where you just can't separate the person from the art. Even if you or like, you would love the song "Billie Jean" if it weren't by somebody who touched kids. Correct. Allegedly. 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 Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair enough. I mean, I, I think that gets into a different category. She's not just basing it on the art itself. I understand. All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Let's do one more. Make it Gretchen. Line seven, please. Gretchen joins us from Encino. And I know that there are going to be a lot of listeners who are going to be very upset with her at the end of this call. Go ahead, Gretchen. Good morning, guys. How are you? Morning. Good. Great. All right, if I hear anything else about Harry Potter, I'm going to rip my hair out. (laughs) I mean, Harry Potter is the defining story for an entire generation of people. That's a sad thing to hear. I'm with you. Zero interest. Oh, my God. It's just kids with with superpowers and, like, wands, and they wear striped scarves. I just can't stand it. Even creepier, the adults that are like, ooh, what were you sorted into? Off. Points, yeah. for, points for Gryffindor. Yeah. And then what they touch creeps. their little glasses in the middle. I'm <laughs> with you, Gretchen. Let's I'm play with you. Quidditch. It's yeah. dude, come on. We're grown men. Enough. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorted in Hufflepuff. Thank you. Shut up, yeah. Dave. Okay, so it sounds like you have a room of supporters mm-hmm. here who are really you just poo-poo all the Harry Potter fans. Yeah. I love it. Harry Potter's the dumbest thing. I don't want to go to Harry Potter land at Universal. I don't want to wear a cape. Like so stupid. Gretchen, okay. can I intru- introduce you to a show called Peaky Blinders? Oh, oh shut I up. That's where we came in. Stop I think it. she'd love it. Oh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie's got one more look at what's happening here on this Tuesday morning, 938. Well, I like these segments because sometimes we get to know Jensen, who we, we may not know a ton about, but I need your opinion on this. Sure. What are your thoughts on Dr. Pimple Popper? Well, I think that... Uh, here's the thing. I like videos on YouTube that chill me out. Oh, God. That, Here we go. That doesn't chill me okay. out. No, I All don't. Right. I But I would watch, like, a chiropractor video. Mm-hmm. Like that. Really? Like someone who's, like, snapping people's backs and stuff. Okay. Like, that could relax me. All right. But as far as large pimple popping... Yeah. I'm not into it. For people that don't know, Dr. Pimple Popper started out just doing these YouTube videos. She's, a, I believe, a dermatologist, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And she will get rid of either pimples, getting the pus out, infections, cysts, whatnot. But like serious, extreme. Serious yeah. ones that you're like, how much pus could possibly be in a human? Yeah. And then she was offered a show uh, from TLC. And I thought, what, what, why, what? We had her on the show, Jensen. She was delightful. She was lovely, couldn't be nicer. And mm-hmm. then because I was so grossed out by the Dr. Pimple Popping video, she dedicated a uh, 
a video to me. Oh, what, what, what was the... What was don't the, know, didn't watch didn't it, watch never it, will. <laughs> but the reason I'm bringing it up is TLC is gifting fans with the 12 Pops of Christmas. Mm-hmm. A one-hour popaganza featuring Dr. Lee, a.k.a. Dr. Pimple Popper. It's going to air December 13th at 9 p.m. I love all things Christmas. I now hate Christmas. We are going to need you to bring in some highlights at that nope. hour yep. and walk mm. us through it, Allie. Nope. Yeah, bring We're us very, some clips. Very busy that time of no, year. We might miss you. it. No, thank you. What, what is the? I know we asked her when we had her on, but what was her answer as to why so many people find it satisfying to see? these pimples get popped on YouTube. I think that's just it. It's satisfying. It's a there's completion. There's a beginning, yeah. there's a middle, there's an end. Absolutely. Yeah, you get to see it all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't either. I think it has a bit of a fetish in it. Right? No, you don't think it's a turn-on for people. You're not I mean, suggesting that. I don't mean like sexually, but I mean mm-hmm. like there's a fetish to liking them. Yeah. Like I think it's like, oh, that excites me. There's a certain thing that excites me about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, when I grew up with pimples, like I got uh-huh. on Accutane. Uh, and when I would pop my own pimples, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't videoing them and putting them on YouTube, but well, I you felt satisfied. You yeah, I, yeah, I felt very satisfied to get them done. Okay. So I could see how maybe some people want to watch other people do the same journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how's it doing? How's the, I mean, I guess the TV shows, shows doing well if they're making a Christmas special out of I it. Mean, I mean, the 12th of Christmas, Bean. Come on. Christine is is enjoying this so much in the other room. I would like to continue talking about it if there's another angle that we could take. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like no one's more grossed out than Christine. Just keep going. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. Sometimes it's really like kind of gooey and uh, and uh, milky. Yeah, uh, sometimes like projectile. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes it looks like sea urchin sushi. (laughs) Uh You know what I mean when it comes out sort of yellow, right? Not unagi or unagi is eel. Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like orangey yeah. and it looks like Uni. spores. Uni. Uni. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, Christine, sometimes mm-hmm. there's just a hint of, if you're, if you're too rough, just a hint of blood just yeah. to, like oh, mixed oh, yeah. in with all that. Yeah. Or it looks like cranberry juice <laughs> in with milk. Wow. She, she's talking, you guys. I mean, between Christine, other people just running their cars off the freeway right yeah. now. We're not Sorry helping. About Sorry. All right. December 13th. Let's, uh, let's mark that on our calendars. We're in. I love that you remembered it was December 13th. Like you wrote it down, you freak. It's Taylor's birthday. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So would you guys watch a biopic about one of arguably, if not the most legendary comics of all time? Uh, Gallagher 2? Nope. Uh, Yakov Smirnoff? Nope. Uh, <laughs> Great uh, Carrot Top? Nope. Piscopo? I'm going George Carlin. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Okay. Also, he was going to be my next one. The next one, yeah. After Sinbad. <laughs> Biopic about the career of uh, George Carlin. Stan Shervin, who was, I believe, not nominated for an Oscar for Moneyball, mm-hmm. is the producer and writer of this. I think George Carlin is a genius. He's mm-hmm. on the Mount Rushmore of comedians. I'm trying to think. He doesn't have a life with a lot of arcs, a lot of drama, like a, a Richard Pryor or Robin Williams or something mm-hmm. like that with a lot of like crazy backstory. He seemed like it'd be a pretty, I mean, he just seems like a pretty n- normal, smart guy who worked hard and made a great career. So you need him lighting his head on fire. No. You need... What I'm saying is I'm not sure where the drama is in his story. Maybe it's because we don't know the trauma. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Right. Anyone have any ideas for who would play Carlin? Oof. Uh, yes. Okay. I have one. Uh, 
<laughs> What's his uh, name, Allie? The, the, Use your words. There's, uh, he made meth. He, oh, Aaron, the Aaron Paul? And the, oh, no. Brian Cranston? Yes. A little too old. No. I mean, it's late life, Carlin? Like well, uh, Bally's in Vegas? Pick, so right. I'm sure they, they do the whole life. I got one. Okay. Shia. LaBeouf? Give it to Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal? So it just kind of looks like him. Huh. Okay. Kind of got a vibe. All right. All right. I, I would be interested in, I mean, I guess it all depends on, you know, who's producing, who's directing, who's writing, who's playing. But, uh, I mean, look, he's he's a genius. But, again, he doesn't have Andy Kaufman's life. You know what I mean? He's just the guy who worked hard and was funny. So let's see what they can do with that. All right. Wow. We'll see, buddy. I'm gonna, uh, Next thing you know, you're going to go to theater and watch Dr. Pimple Poppin' instead. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's yeah. a freaking legend. I want to know all I can about him. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. He didn't do too. He didn't do enough weirdness for Bean. It's not that he didn't. Are you nervous? It's going to be Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, and you're not going to want to see it because <laughs> oh, you're racist. No, no. Here we go. Don't, please don't light that fire again. <laughs> Good lord. Well, this is concerning. I don't know if you saw this yesterday or heard about it, but they did a TMZ live interview with Kanye West. Oh no! And yeah. uh, they found out why they. Um, they didn't get the release of Yandi this past weekend, and it's because it's not done. He said he's planning on going to Africa in two weeks to continue recording. And here's here's my concern. This is this is the quote. He's talking about the albums that came out before uh, Yandi, mm-hmm. and how this one is going to be so different. Okay. He said those five albums that I dropped earlier were like superhero rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. Now the alien, yay. Ye. Yay. Yay. Is fully back in mode. Off of medication. Uh-oh. Working out, breaking as much fresh air as possible. Thinking, doing, being himself. He's off medication, you yeah. guys. He's been pretty open about that for a while. But do we need him to be off medication, going to Africa, where he said he just wants to uh, grab the soil and be and cook food? Do we want that? No, we don't want that. And I'll also say that his last two solo albums were not finished either. And but they were, but they were released. And then he, and then he make scrapped updates. it, yeah. and then yeah. he would like finish it in a week. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like he finished it from the beginning. So yeah. it seems like he's scrapping albums that are done, having a whole new idea of what he wants to do, and, and then that one comes out in two weeks. Yeah, and not, and not ending up with great results either. Ending up with one listen records. Unfortunately, I don't know. Poopity scoop. Oh, I forgot about Poopy yeah. Scoop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do hope he goes to Africa and comes back with like the Paul Simon Graceland record. But <laughs> in real life, incredible? it probably will be like Chappelle and go to Africa and come back with nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I would I just be know very that, concerned. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that uh, that Kanye had done that interview yesterday. I missed that. But he should be on medication. Oh, yeah. As should I, as should many of us. Yeah. Agree. It, it's concerning. Yeah. All right. Moving on. How about some birthdays? How about Brian Regan? He's a funny dude. He is. Sure is. How about Lorraine Bracco? She's a great actress. Sure is. How about Sting? Talented dude. Yeah. Sex for long stretches. Tantric, right? (laughs) Kelly Ripa. She's tiny. Well, these are quite hot commentaries. Annie Leibovitz. (laughs) Take some good pictures. Yeah. And that's what's happening. (laughs) Thank you, Allie. Hey, on your drive home today, why not listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour? That's what I would do. It's a random act of helpfulness from these SoCal helpful Honda dealers. On the program tomorrow, Jensen revealed something to us yesterday. Yeah. 
that was so shocking. We need further investigation into it, and we need to find out if you have... Is it fair to call it the same problem, or maybe it's the same solution as Jensen does? Mm -hmm. You essentially only poop at home, right? Well, I had never pooped in a public bathroom until Mm -hmm. I was 26 years old when I could not avoid it anymore and had to poop in a Dave and Buster's in Orange County. Uh, But we're talking school, elementary school, high school. Oh, I almost never even peed in those schools. Uh, We're talking going to the mall. Just at 17, going to the mall and having to go. No. What a mysterious poo life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Animal stories on the program tomorrow. What should happen to someone like Louis C.K., who is slowly but surely making his way back on the stage? There's an interesting policy at a club in New York where he performed this week. We'll talk about that on the program. I think it's time. We've had a couple of days of Halloween spooks. I think it may be time to to open up the vault and pull out a little two eyeballs tomorrow as we get closer and closer to Halloween. Um, we have, uh, Jensen, you found a series of YouTube videos that are unbelievably popular. A young man is doing what? Uh, he's eating uh, military rations, actual ones that mm-hmm. go back to the, the 20s and 30s. He shows you the ration, breaks it down, opens it up, then eats the food and tells you about it. Is he okay? I mean, it's time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like uh, pork and beans from World War One. I. I know that. Yeah. If you, if you want to know what uh, milk tastes like uh, from the 1975s, he will t- he will smell it at least. <sighs> well, I can't wait. All of that tomorrow, plus more tickets for Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. Have a great day. We'll see you Wednesday here on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K Rock K R O Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.